Hey, welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I have spent the last 12 years trying to find the perfect model of musculoskeletal healthcare. And I think I found it. I think it's combining chiropractic care with excellent rehab skills and then transitioning those patients into an exercise program at a gym where there's great communication between you and the people running the gym. We call that the clinic gym hybrid model. And over the last two years, we've really been trying to perfect it with the goal of having 100 clinic gym hybrid facilities opening up here in the U.S. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. I am joined today by uh, the biggest, baddest man in all of North Dakota, Kirk Mason. <laughs> Kirk, how are you? I'm great, Josh. How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, thanks a lot for taking the time. Uh, I wanted to follow up with you and do an interview with you because this is one of our, I guess, success cases. Uh, you kind of uh, joined our program, was it a year ago? Maybe less yeah, than that? It around, yeah, it was around September last year, I believe. Awesome. And since then, so basically 11 months, man, you've had some massive changes and some exciting growth happening just in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, for those people who are listening, going, what are you doing this time? Can you give us an idea of like how you started your chiropractic side? Um, what it grew to maybe when you decided to maybe pursue expanding into a hybrid facility? Right. Okay. So um, basically I graduated from Northwestern at the end of 2016 and then okay. came back to Minot right after that. And then I was looking at spaces to start my own clinic. And then I was actually introduced from our realtor to another chiropractor who was also looking for spaces to start at the same time. So that's how Becky, who is my business partner, and I kind of teamed up. Um, so then we started seeing patients, I think in November of 2016. Um, okay. And then we started... Of 2017? Of 2016. So it was right oh, really? Okay. Year. Yeah, we started right away. Okay, wow. Yeah. And then in 20, I would say May of 2017, we started a satellite clinic in a small town just outside of Minot. Um, just because, I mean, Minot has 50,000 people. There's, you know, 20-some chiropractors here. So a lot wow. of the small towns are under service. So we started that. And then we just kept growing and growing and growing in Minot. And then we brought on an associate. Um, I would think and then she started going out to our satellite clinic location and then yeah last year around July we really started actually I was just crushing your podcast believe it or not which is uh, <laughs> yeah funny that I'm on here now but yeah and that's how we kind of got opened up to the idea of starting gym and then from there in September, we started our build out. Everything takes longer than you expect. So, we ended always up does. Yeah. In December. Yeah. Started in December of last year. And then okay. we just recently, actually on Monday, we started in our new location, um, just yeah. for the gym side, but the clinic's at the same spot. Awesome. Well, I want to kind of cover a couple details for folks that are listening. Yeah. Early on, your first office with Becky, like the first place you guys opened, how many square feet did you have? Yeah, so it's actually the same place we're in right now. Um, so okay. we have about 1,700 square feet of clinic space, and okay. then we added on about 700 feet of gym space. Now, you basically took a space next to you to add that 700 on? Yeah, yeah. it was a okay. smaller space, and then we right. tore down some walls and did that. Just to be able so to it was kind of like, we're taking the space next to us and rearranging the floor plan, but it ended up, uh, you're still in the same clinic. 
Right. Exactly. Yep. yep. Okay. Cool. And originally, how was your office set up before you added that 700 feet of gym? So like, was it four or five private offices? Like, yeah, it would have been four private rooms. Okay. So I did all my rehab myself and that's, I guess that's changed since, uh, that's since January this year in North Dakota, they just changed the law to where you could actually get an athletic trainer to, or, you know, a personal trainer to start doing your rehab as they get certified. So that was a big game changer for us too, is that we brought on a girl here who's, who's just great. Um, so she does kind of mixes in our rehab too. So we always send people Mm -hmm. for maybe like, you know, it's tough. We've got 15 minute time slots. It's tough to add load. It's tough to, you know, do some stuff that you really like to do. So that gives us yeah. the option to kind of. Yeah. Cause you're like, uh, you're a big fan of DNS, right? I am. Yep. Like yep. personally, you'll do that as your warm up. Yeah, exactly. So we'll do, say someone comes in for like a regular visit, we would motion palpate and then you would obviously check soft tissues, functional exams. And then we would do any soft tissue manipulation. I would take them through one or two DNS um, exercises, or maybe it would be McKenzie or whatever it might be for that patient. And then if I wanted to add load, if I wanted to start to work on movement patterns a little more, then we can just send them over with Sydney. And Sydney will start taking them through a little more on the fitness side of things too. Fantastic. So when you just had your original office, did you have an open rehab area or you're just doing it in the office on the tables? Uh, we had one room that was dedicated for rehab, but it was pretty darn small. We had like a squat rack in there, but it was, it was pretty tight quarters. Um, so I would just do a lot of my DNS rehab on the table was where I did the majority of it. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I'm asking is a lot of people are like, how do I start? I don't have the space to start doing rehab. And I want people to hear like, you, you didn't either. And you just started doing right. it, right? Like it's just in the office and what can you do on the table right now is the best way to start. Right. I mean, yeah. one of the, the most powerful DNS positions I would say is just like a 90, 90 dead bug position. And you can do that on literally any chiropractic table around. Um, yeah. something as easy as it's actually that. easier to coach than if you're on the floor, right? Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't get your yeah. pants dirty. <laughs> right. And I mean, you can always fit a kettlebell in a room to teach someone how to, you know, hip hinge, stuff like that. You can make it work if you're just really dedicated with it. Okay. And now talk to us a little bit about like, you have this idea. I know you're an active guy. You do Spartan races and uh, you're naturally a, a fit dude. Uh, you have this idea of adding in a gym, but you also have this business partner who she as I remember working with you guys, she's more like peds and pregnancy kind of biased. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Yep, exactly. Yeah. She just used peds pregnancy mainly. And just so people know, it's not your wife. Like it's not one of those things where you're like at night, like, Hey, I want to do this babe. Like let's talk about it. It's just, it just happens to be female, but it's a business partner. How did you, how did you go about that conversation? Uh, and I'm hoping that maybe you can talk about how you did it in your mind because I think there's a lot of people who maybe are up against that. They have another doctor in the office and they're like, Hey, I really, I don't kind of just want to do rehab. I really want to go down this path. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty easy for us. Like Becky's been active her whole life too. Um, so it was a pretty easy transition. I mean, I guess just from my side of things, how I explain it is like, I always say when someone comes in, say you're in pain, that's going to alter the way you move. The way you move can lead to pain. So that's where you're starting at. 
to get out of that, we need mobility, stability, and then we can start to move a little better. Then we can maybe get to the strength and power part. It's tough for us to implement that part um, if we're just on the clinic side versus, you know, let's say I even teach someone how to deadlift in here. Like, how is that going to transfer a year from now? So the gym side just allowed us clinically to just be a lot better and to separate ourselves from anyone around here, really. All right. So, so you talked to her about it and like her eyes twinkle a little bit and she's like, that's what I've always wanted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was down pretty much right from the get go. Awesome. Yeah, okay. There was, there was no real objections or anything like that. Okay. Now from the time you guys made that decision, like, Hey, this is where our business is going until you actually started construction. How long do you think it, it took? Um, I would say it was around July that we really took the step that we knew we wanted to do it. Um, so then it was just like, well, how do we do this? Cause there was no spaces around us that were, that were open. And I think that's probably what a lot of people run into is they just don't have the ability to expand space or, so, or they're stuck into like three more years on a five-year lease, you know, and they, right. they got to go with what they got. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So then, um, we actually got super lucky. I think it was the end of July. The, the mortgage company that was right beside us decided they were going to move out. So then we hopped on that. Yeah, like pretty much as soon as possible. And then we started build out right on September 1st, I believe. And we did most of that build out ourselves, um, which we did not do the second time around because it was way more work than ever expected. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty much how it went from there. Awesome. And I remember early on, you were sending out videos of like exercise and workouts and all everything, but you actually had to shoot those in your garage, right? To yeah. allow, cause you didn't have any yeah, space to show them. And then it was like, you right. just hung a premier movement or premier chiropractic banner behind you and said, this is our, uh, our, our second satellite clinic, right? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Our thought process, like what I thought was that some content's better than no content. Um, Done is better than perfect, man. You know, yeah, it, it is. Exactly. Yeah. So we just All right. put out something. Yeah. So you, you, you kind of make the move in July. And how long did it take before the doors were open and clients were actually working on in the space? Um, it was December 1st when we started running our first challenge. That's when we ran our first workouts. So it took a while. Um, yeah, that's about, what, four months? Is that right? Yeah, about four months. And it wow. was, we had planned on earlier than that. Um, I think we were planning on even mid-October, but it just mm -hmm. took, I mean, things just take longer than you expect a lot of times. Yeah. So. My friend says, uh, construction and software follow the rule of threes. It's going to cost three times more than you think and take three times longer than you think, <laughs> <laughs> which I yeah. hate breaking hearts like that, but it is true, man. I don't understand construction in the fact We've been doing it since before Jesus walked the earth and we still don't get it right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. It's funny though, because in our new place that we're at now, the future builders is one of the companies and they actually own the strip mall that we're renting out of. And they had a much bigger space done in like less than a month. So I think when it, they're motivated and it's their own space, it might be a little different situation. Shocking, right? Shocking. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, so then you expand, you start offering actual fitness classes and um, take this in the spiritual, which is intended, Kurt, but it, it wasn't a perfect space, right? The floor plan was not perfect for anybody going. It wasn't the dream space that you wanted, right? Right, right. It was yep. like, let's get this idea off the ground. And, and you were kind of wedging it into this 
for lack of a better term, your gym was like real long and skinny, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So way to describe it. Yeah. You you start doing that. You start getting people working out and how did your patients react? And then also how did you get new gym clients? Because I think those are the two things everybody's like, Hey, my, my current patients are going to wonder what the heck we're doing. And then secondly, I don't know how to get new patients and clients and you guys did both really well. Yeah. So in terms of like how our patients reacted to the gym side, it was pretty much all was positive. Um, I don't think I'm trying to think back. I don't think we had any like negative feedback or anything like that. Um, you know, we had the music cranking in the morning and everything was, was good when people walked in and they would ask what's going on over there. So it just created a little buzz. Um, so that went good. And then how we got new patients into or new clients into the gym. Yeah, that was, you know, you kind of expect when you open your doors that you're going to have a, a full gym, <laughs> but things don't always go as planned. So we had, basically it was us talking to our patients was the number one thing. Just telling them, you know, you've had this condition going on for a while. We just don't seem to be making as much progress. I know that exercise would be an amazing thing for that. Um, and specifically like adding strength and doing it in the right way. So people were super interested when we kind of brought that offer out there. Um, and then we also ran, well, we started running, we didn't have to start just like Facebook ad campaigns. So that's like a lot of our marketing is on Facebook around here. And, um, and you guys did some challenges, right? Yep. And, yeah. Our and challenges those- are mostly current patients that you were getting at the gym or they knew people from Facebook or a mix? How did that go? I would say when it started, the vast majority were people from the gym or people that were clients at the chiropractic clinic. And then from there, I would say the last challenge we did, maybe half were from our marketing and half were from, from the the clinic. That's fantastic. I mean, new faces in there with, with people who love and, you know, know, like, and trust you is, is great. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, looking back, if you were to start it again today, would you have done more challenges? Would you have done something else? Because um, challenges are, they're a lot of work, especially the first one is a lot of work. Second right. one's less. And by the fourth, you're pretty, they're pretty easy to run. Uh, what, do you, right. what would you do? Yeah, I would try to get everything systemized. It's tough, though, when you haven't ran one yet, because you kind of have to learn as you go with this stuff. Um, but yeah, systems are like the key with all this stuff is just making sure that, cause I didn't want to run a bunch of classes myself or, you know, Becky didn't either. So we hired a great trainer, but she was straight from, she worked at life touch, which is nothing to do with fitness. Um, so she came straight from a background of no fitness at all, but her personality was just amazing. And she's turned into this unreal trainer. I mean, I just can't say enough good things about how much she's progressed. Um, so it was, but when you start, it's just, everything's just a blur. Like you you just don't know much about running the fitness side. Did the, did the structure of challenges, you knowing that it's going to last for four weeks and it's always at this time and it's these people, did that help take some of that load off versus just let's, uh, let's be open all the time and fill it up, you know, all the time. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think so because, um, you just, yeah, basically when we run a challenge, we take like a month off after each one, like three weeks to a month just to be able to accommodate everyone and just make sure we can actually run the gym correctly. And we're not sacrificing our our customer service, you know? So we want, 
She'll always be striving to provide people with the best, the best experience they possibly can get. So we're just making sure that we're not having too much of an influx at one time um, because, you know, we want, we want the gym to be rocking. We want it to be busy, but we also don't want it to get so busy that we forget about, you know, how, how important it is to be good. Yeah. I think that's great points. Like you, you, uh, a lot of gyms go out of business because uh, through, what do they say? They go out of business from indigestion rather than starvation, meaning they can get people in, but they just treat those people like crap or they forget about them as soon as they're in the door and they're, you know, right. Oh, here's your new water bottle and towel on day one. And then, you know, and then you have some half rate trainer taking care of them two months later and people are just leaving out the back door faster than they're coming in the front, you know? Right. So, yeah. And it, I mean, it's really important for me when I send like one of my patients in there, like it's important for me to know that they're in good hands. And I think that's where that was like one of the biggest things that drew us to this was just knowing that we can control the environment and we can make sure that, you know, our trainers know what the heck's going on with this patient if they have you know, a disc issue or whatever it may be. Right. Um, okay. So we could kind of, yeah. Now when it, when it's, when it was hopping, what percentage of the gym's daily schedule was made up of pure fitness, no, no pain, no recovery. And what percent was, Hey, this person is on the tail end of maybe rehab or they're, you know, in that kind of pain model. Yeah. Um, so we only ran classes before the clinic and after the clinic. Okay. So we, we actually didn't mix very much just because our space was so weird. Um, it, it's, if you came and looked at our space, it's, we have turf and then we have rubber, but it would be almost impossible to do like one to two people on rehab and run a small group class at the same time. Okay. It was so small and everyone just felt so congested in there. So we ran classes at 7 or 6 a.m., 7 a.m. And then we ran classes at night um, after the, the clinic was closed too. And then we eventually started just outgrowing that. So we had some noon hours, but the clinic still open at noon and we, we couldn't do the rehab so, in there. So. so if there was people in the gym space at say 10 a.m., those people are clinic people doing rehab in that open space. Yep. They're yep. not gym. They're not quote unquote gym members. Right. Exactly. Okay. So it's like a multi-use space. The gym rents it in the mornings and the evenings and the clinic rents it during the day. Exactly. Yep. That's how okay. we Perfect. Okay. So, uh, let's touch real quick on that, that idea of your trainer, because I love the fact that she had no fitness background. So one of the most common questions I get is, um, people will say, uh, I want to hire a really good trainer. There's a couple of really good trainers in my area, but they just want to be paid too much money. And I think, you know, uh, honestly, it's not worth hiring the greatest trainer, the re trainer with a great resume locally. It's like, get somebody who's a wonderful person and understands customer service. And then you can send them to seminars over the next year and they'll be amazing at their skill set. but you can't replace the customer service thing with anything. Uh, so how did you find her? And if you wouldn't mind sharing, like, uh, what did you guys aim for as a pay rate early on or, uh, any numbers you're willing to share? I'd be great. If, if you want to kind of keep it private, I understand. But, um, cause you know, some people are like, oh, I, I say like, Hey, try and pay him 15 to $20 an hour, which in you're in a, uh, a unique area cause North Dakota sometimes is low pay. And then if you get around the, uh, oil fields and the gas industry, it's insanely paid, right? Like, yeah. So you have, you can see both sides of it, but, uh, 
kind of talk to us about that. So I guess I'm saying the customer service side, hiring and the pay rate. Sure. So kind of where we found her, um, she was one of my wife's friends growing up, actually. So I know that some people consider that like a, a cardinal rule of business is to never hire your friends. But I just wanted who was the best option. So I didn't really care about that. Um, and if you're so going to hire we, a friend, hire your wife's friend. Because then you get some wife right. there, right? right exactly. Yeah, <laughs> don't hire your friend that your wife hates. <laughs> right, right. And she was, uh, she was a patient of ours, too. So she kind of knew... We had talked to her about like DNS, function, all that kind of stuff. So she had a little bit of a background in it. And then she had taught some beach body classes with my wife, like just kind of in her spare time, just something to do. And she always had this just upbeat personality and was just very good at talking to people. Always seemed super interested whenever I would explain like if I explained McGill's big three or if I went into DNS, like she was always very engaged as a patient. So we thought she would be like this perfect fit. We put an ad up anyway to see like who we would get. And I mean, we got, I would say we got maybe 10 resumes and she was just far and away our, our best option. I mean, it just wasn't even really close, but obviously she was very fresh. Like we had a ton to learn because with our workouts, we program them. The warm up is a lot of McGill, a lot of DNS, a lot of foam rolling, a lot of Mike Boyles type stuff. And then our weightlifting portion is, you know, push, pull, squat, hinge, lunge, carry. So we take, you know, one exercise from each of the categories for each workout and then the Metcon portion. Um, so she was pretty fresh and new with all that kind of stuff, like cueing, external cueing versus internal cueing. So we had to train her. I would say I trained her for probably a month and a half just me and her meeting like a couple times a week. Cause at that point, like I didn't have any videos made of like the fitness exercises. So it's gotten a lot easier since then, but I had to put in, you know, we put in some time, um, just her learning and then learning to say stuff like, um, you know, with, we like the DNS world. So we cue intra abdominal pressure and joint centration. So rib cage down, belly out and understanding why she's cueing that so that she could then, you know, tell that to a patient and be able to explain why you don't want to suck your belly in or, or why you want your, your diaphragm over your pelvic floor, why, why that's important. Um, so she started kind of picking that up and then we started on the fitness side too. And we take a lot of like the DNS cues and then we apply them to fitness too. Um, so it was a lot of that. It was a big learning curve for her. But she's picked it up amazing, and now she's like, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed if we could find a better trainer. I mean, she's so awesome. Hey, are you interested in becoming a better provider for musculoskeletal conditions? Well, if you know me, you might have seen me out on the road, but I totally believe in, I love, I adore the SFMA, the Selective Functional Movement Assessment. It is a fantastic way of assessing the movement-based uh, dysfunctions in your patients. Now, why movement? Because movement has to do with motor control, and that's usually the first sign that pain is going to develop. And it's a better, more reliable method than assessing pain. So if you're interested in using a movement-based diagnostic system as part of your intake protocol, I would highly recommend the SFMA. Plus, they've got the best instructors. I'm one of them. So I make it fun. I'm easy to listen to. And, well, I don't know about that, but I enjoy teaching it, and it's a fantastic course. I recommend it. So check out functionalmovement.com and look for an SFMA course near you. Functionalmovement.com. Look for an SFMA level one coming to your area. Hope to see you there. I don't think people realize how quickly you can make somebody into a fantastic trainer. Because yeah. in my opinion, I'm not trying to be cocky or anything, but God bless America, the, 
the bar for for knowledge in the training world is incredibly low. Yeah. I mean, I go to the local Lifetime Fitness here and like I'll see him doing workouts with people and I'm like, what in God's name are you trying to accomplish? Like if you could answer that question, I'd pay you a thousand dollars right now. You know, it's like right. this chick wants to lose weight. So what is she doing? She's on a BOSU ball on one leg, standing and doing bicep curls. I'm like, so get to the part where there's any increase in her metabolic activity. You know, right. right. Just talk to her in the cafe for God's sakes. It's going to be about the same outcome. So it just drives me nuts. But like, yeah, you just spending a few hours a week, let's say four hours a week for six weeks is a total of 24 hours of training. Yeah. And I'm sure she's like probably the best trainer in your hell in your state. Right. Like, yeah, she's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, we did get her her CFSC certified. We sent yeah. her out to Boston to Mike Boyle's Institute too. So perfect. We could do that. And you know, the other thing about like CFSC, you said McGill's big three, um, DNS, the great news for everybody listening, like that stuff's all like published. I mean, you know, like you can hand it to her and go, we're going to go over this in Thursday, but study what you can now. Yeah. And then in, in the lack of you going, Hey, I don't have any videos, like give her somebody else's videos, but just give her something at, at you know, the beginning. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. And not to, I mean, I just completely threw her into the fire. I'm sure she was like, gosh, what am I getting myself into? But we had her doing FMS tests, all the correct cueing with FMS. Like Love she it. was, she learned a lot in a little amount of time, but I mean, it's just how you got to do it. The only downside is what's year three going to include, you know? <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> we're out of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, so she, uh, I remember the, uh, the conversation, you guys ran a, tr- uh, a challenge. You got like three quarters of the people to join as members. You ran some other challenges. Yeah. You had some other people. Uh, and then it gets to a point where you, you guys realize you're, you're bursting at the seams, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We kind of have the number of like 35 to 40 members in our mind. And that we could handle that with our class times. Um, so we hit that. So obviously, like we took over a 700 square foot space. We didn't expect to grow like super duper fast. So I would say we grew a little faster than we expected, which is, was awesome. Heartbreaking. Then, yeah. You're just, yeah. you're just too successful and too good looking, Kirk. <laughs> I hope you push through. <laughs> um, and then, so we had them... Uh, we had, we had about 30, 32 members, I believe. And then we ran a challenge. So then we were up like in the forties. Then we were like, Holy smokes. Like this is just, our classes were jam packed and we just didn't have the space to be able to expand, which was kind of the hard part. So we brought on another trainer, um, which she runs our nighttime classes now at the new space. Um, so I guess like total we have, Right now, we have like five people that are able to teach class. We have our front desk girl who's able to teach class. We have our rehab um, chiropractic assistant who can teach class. We have our Becky's husband um, who can teach class. And then Carolyn who teaches mornings. And then she's like our fitness coordinator. And then Chantel runs our nighttime classes. So we have a lot of different people who can sub in now. Um, But we just, yeah, we got to the point in this space where it was just, a headache trying to, you know, fit everyone into class. So we, we had two options and we kept asking whether, you know, we should wait for the space that's already next door, even one further over. So we could have had that 
but they just kept re-upping their one-year lease. So we had no idea if they were just going to keep doing that for the next five years or what. Yeah. So then yeah. I had a patient actually who, um, he's a, he owns a construction company and he owns a strip mall. So he said, you guys should come up and look at this place. It's, it's a good deal. You know, 2,400 square feet is kind of right where we wanted to be at. So we went up and looked at it and then we, we just went for it when we seen it. So it was, it was a great space. We were pretty psyched. All right. But it does raise an interesting problem because everything previous to that was under one roof. You could, you could see how well the class were going. You could see how the trainers are treating everybody. Right. And now you get into this management, uh, you know, not a concern, but you know, you just, it's just not line of sight anymore, you know? So how'd that conversation go with you and Becky and the trainers? Like, do you remember any points that you covered? I think one of the big things was that we just put Carolyn, uh, which is our head trainer. She, we told her that she was going to be in charge. She was going to essentially be the boss over there, but we were also still going to have weekly meetings. So that was like really, really big for us is that we need everyone to be in one place at least one time a week for a few hours. And that allows us to work out any problems. It also allows us to look at any like, like to go over if someone looked at a cool study or something like that. If we want to go through anything like that, we can all do that together. And then we decide how that fits on the chiropractic side and the rehab side, manual therapy, and then fitness as well. Um, so we always try to, to fit in that, that weekly meeting and we have that scheduled off. And then other than that, a lot of it's done online. Um, like we use the Wattify, the Wattify, um, uh, scheduling software scheduling and yep all that kind of stuff and then the heart rate monitors with them so carolyn if she ever has a problem with that she contacts Wattify or she can contact us um but yeah we have an integrated more. did you say they have integrated uh heart rate monitors now yeah they do yep yep that's awesome okay yeah it works pretty slick and then uh, yeah like we had we had just had full trust in her that she knew what was going on so um, that helped a lot was just having an employee that we could, we knew would be a great boss. We knew could handle the responsibilities. Um, and then would be able to manage the trainers over there too. Right. So now we have our kind of onboarding process is a lot more systemized. Um, they still meet with me, but it's not, we're not meeting for six weeks. Basically they need to learn everything on all these videos that we have. Uh-huh. Um, from the the queuing side and understanding, you know, why, why we're doing certain things. And then from there, um, we can show them, you know, the FMS and stuff like that. And Carolyn can show them that now too. So, um, it was just, yeah, kind of integrating everything, but we're a lot, I would say we're more hands off, but I also go over there once a week and just hang out and I'm yeah. there too. And be honest, dude, you like working out. So you're like, well, I should try out this uh, air bike just to <laughs> yeah. double check that it works. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. So previously you guys had a goal of like 35 members in whatever it was, a thousand, 800 square feet. I can't remember what the... Yeah, it was 700. 700. Um, and then what, when you open up to 2,400, what's your goal for members, membership over there? Um, we legitimately think we can get... 200 members in there. Okay. And for everybody listening that might not be familiar with the area, how big of a like geographic area are you in? Like if we include Minot um, and all the surrounding areas within 15 minutes, either way of your office and gym. Yeah. About 50,000 people. About okay. So that. we're not, we're not talking a huge city here. This isn't, right, you know, no, I'm in, I'm no in Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. 
And did, when you open that space, did all your current members go, heck yeah, I'm in, like, I want to sign up over there? Yep. All of them were pretty jacked. Yeah, they were probably like, finally enough space to breathe, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I had one guy who um, had said that, he's like, oh, I just don't know if it'll be like as intimate as before, but now he's over there and he said nothing but good things. So yeah, that was like, about the only negative one I had. That's awesome. Awesome. And uh, how about your employees? So you're, you're losing this amazing rehab slash coach rehab person slash coach to go over there and run the place, which great business decision. Was that tough clinically to deal with? Well, maybe I explained that bad. Um, so Carolyn from the start was only on the fitness side. And then we have another girl who is Sydney. She runs our rehab, um, with Mm -hmm. me. So she runs three fitness classes a week. Um, so she does that just to kind of stay, she likes, you know, teaching classes too. Yeah. She gets yeah. kind of in both, in both areas there, but Sydney stays over here. So she's still cool. doing rehab with us and she's still all rocks. So. Okay. Very cool. And, uh, and would you mind covering like, um, helping people out with the pay structure? Like what were you paying when it was in your office versus if you don't want to give us numbers, just compared to your front desk version, like folks, like. Are they similar? What'd you pay a trainer versus front desk? Like, how do you do it? Um, we kind of have a bonus structure set up um, depending on the trainer. Okay. Um, everyone kind of starts at the same area. And then as our gym grows, we're planning on increasing um, the dollar per hour rate as the okay. gym grows. So that's okay. kind of how we set that up. And is that clear to them? Like they know what those dollars are like as the gym gro- makes 20 grand a month, we go right. to this and 30 grand, we go to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We just base it on like members in the gym. Cool. All right. And have you already seen some new members with this place opening? I mean, you just literally opened last week or something, right? Yeah. We started last Monday and we were, we're kind of marketed our fit over 40 challenge. So uh-huh. what we found with all of our, um, all of our, you know, first challenges were that the people that seemed to love it the most, um, were the people that were a little older and then maybe, you know, needed more direction with their workouts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So then we decided to do a fit over 40 challenge. So I think we got, yeah, we had like 26 um, people sign up for that. So right now we have our, I think, 32 uh, members and then plus the 26 uh, fit over 40 challengers. So yeah, classes are rocking over there. Awesome, man. I mean, if you can just stay above a, you know, we, we talked about this before, but if, you know, if I think if you guys don't do a good job, you're going to probably get 50% of all challengers to join. And if you do a great job, it'll be 80%. Right. And you just think like, plus the awareness and the, just everybody coming in and seeing, man, this place is beautiful. The people are great. Uh, yeah. I like it. Maybe yeah, right now is not great, but eight months from now is a different story, you know? Right. Yeah. The reception to the new place has been pretty cool. People have been super excited about it. There's not really anything like that around here. We have like one franchise that, um, they do run, you know, classes more of like a yoga Pilates type studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're kind of the, the only one that's running something like All right. this. All right. So I know hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? Like it's always easier to look back on things. Um, yeah. let's go back to when you decided to start anything you would have done different from the start. Um, well, the build out, (laughs) build out was kind of a nightmare. So yeah, I would definitely do that different. I would just fuck up and pay someone to, I mean, we were, 
still, we were super busy clinically. So having to do like a build out on top of that was, it just took so many of my weekends and stuff like that. Um, so that, and oh, by the way, a year ago, you were also having a kid, right? Like your right, first yeah, kid. Yeah. 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 So that was, yeah. that was plenty busy. And then we also decided like at the start that we were going to run two different classes. One was our functional fitness. And then we had, um, more of a foam rolling, like core work, just specific to that. Um, and DNS stuff too. We just found that people, if they're going to pay that much for a class, they weren't really into something like that as much. They wanted to come and sweat and, and get the full kind of workout on. So then we took all of that little stuff, like we said, like Miguel, DNS, all that kind of stuff. And then we just plugged it into our warm up. So we just made our warm up a little more or extensive. Yeah, it is funny. Like people still need, it can be as function as all hell, but do you need to check this? Did I sweat and work my ass off box? Yeah, no exactly. What? And yeah, I think yeah. a good trainer can balance those things and say this, I know this is good for you. Uh, what I think it was Dan John said, anybody can make someone tired, but it's really difficult to make someone better in a workout, yeah. you know? That's and really I think true. that's, yeah, it is. Um, but that's great that you guys are going down that path. How about, uh, you know, you have to have some pride in the fact that you hit, you, you open this gym, you hit your number and you're expanding to this new location, right? Right. Do you think that looking back, did you kind of not value how, um, did you underestimate what you guys could accomplish? Yeah, I think that was probably true. Like, but at the same time, you know, opening in a small space, it taught us so many lessons Mm -hmm. that if we would have opened in the big spot, it would have just been a, yeah, it would have been a lot harder. So we worked out a lot of kinks right away, um, just with programming our workouts, understanding flow during class, all those little things. One thing too is uh, some people that open in huge spaces have so much damn equipment because they have places to store it until it's full. But it's like, you guys had to get super efficient with like, do I really want to take a floor space with X, right? Like you didn't have barbells early on, right? And because you right. didn't have space for them, <laughs> they would have hit the walls. Yeah. Well, we did have barbells. Um, we had barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells. Okay. Um, yeah, we could fit that in there, but yeah, it was, it was tight quarters. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So excited. So the people that are sitting there, you know, I talk to people every week that are like, I really want to do this, but dot, dot, dot. And there's a million things that come after that. Like, I'm in a lease for the next three years or I can't expand my space or, um, I have a business partner that's not down with this or my, you know, uh, any, you looking back, like what would you say to those people? Yeah. I I think you probably have to take each case individually. Um, you know, because everyone does have, you know, real problems. Yeah. A lot of times it's, it's, you can say, you know, just go do it. But if you don't have a space, then you just can't go do it, right? But I would say, like, just on the treatment side of things, like, the changes you see, like, when someone loses, you know, we've had people lose so many inches, and they haven't worked out for years, and they've got, you know, high cholesterol, triglycerides all through the roof, mm-hmm. and then they come back, and they're like, oh my gosh, this completely changed my life. And it's like, you can do a ton of good on the chiropractic side and I'm not downgrading that at all. 
But if you can add in this component and you're controlling the environment, meaning that you are programming the workouts, you know exactly what's going on over there. Yeah. Uh, like before we put in any exercise into our program, we have to sit down and have a meeting about it. Like I, the trainers can't just program their own stuff because if someone comes on and they're new and they start throwing a bunch of exercises that we don't really agree with in terms of like centration and keeping the joint position, then you know, you're going to get someone hurt. We don't like that. So we go through a process where we explain why this exercise should be integrated. And they have to explain, say, this one on Instagram. Then we ask, okay, where would we put that? Why would we put it in? And then is it going to follow our two rules of joint centration and intra-abdominal pressure? Love so it. that's kind of how we, how we break that. <laughs> and how many, how many of those balloons have been popped with just, those, just that reasoning, like... <laughs> Where does it fit? Does it follow our two rules, right? Right. Yeah, a lot have. Um, but yeah. once they get through the training and stuff and they start to understand those rules and why we apply them, then, you know, I would say recently, because we've had our trainers on, all of them have been on at least a few months, like we haven't turned out any exercises lately. But they just change what they're bringing to the plate. Exactly. They're like, this one is a great exercise. That's great. Because yeah. then you do get some variability that still goes towards the goal, right? Right, exactly. Love it. Um, business question for you now, Kirk. So uh, you ran into the, the quote-unquote problem. You and Becky had the problem that a lot of chiropractors do and the fact that you're good. And when you're good, all your hours fill up with patients, right? right. And there was, there was, you were basically, lack of a better term, you're making as much as you could ever make because every hour was full, right? Right. In, in opening up this fitness aspect, has that got to the point yet where it's making you money that you didn't have to do hands-on work for? Um, it definitely was when we were in a smaller space. Now that we've expanded, we've obviously took out more money. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're on the... We can hop into this new space. we cash machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be sure to be great, right? But, but in all seriousness, go back to when it was just a 700-square-foot space. Because there's a lot right. of people that can add a thousand to, or less to their office. Did you see where that can bump up your pay as an owner? Um, because you, you couldn't make any more money in the clinic side. You just, you had every patient you could ever want, right? Right. Yeah. We were pretty much tapped out with, um, you know, you can always see maybe a few more, more patients a week, but I mean, I was just, you're always, I'm just swimming in paperwork and it also helped when you had recommended to bring on someone to help with rehab. Yeah. Um, that was like a huge help to us just cause then I could keep up with my notes and stuff like that. And that's something Plus you, you want to go home with your, you know, your relatively new married guy with the one year old baby. I mean, you want to see those, those moments too. Right. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember talking to you and the baby was asleep on your shoulder. It was like, <laughs> man, you're doing three jobs at once here. Yeah. That was a blur. That was a complete yeah. blur. You made it through though. Yeah. So as you look off to the future, um, you know, percentage of your total income, do you, do you think you guys will be getting up to where 50% of your income comes from non clinic stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I think it has that potential. Um, That's great. Which is, yeah. If, you know, obviously everything's going to change a little bit as we grow and payroll expense will go up, a lot will go up, but yeah, we believe we have the potential to, to do really well with it. So. That's great. Yeah. Because there's very few other things that can do that for you, you know, short of, I mean, very few things that I think doctors like you truly believe in and recommend right. like people yeah. sell pillows or supplements. And it's like, 
you know, that has a way of getting squirrely pretty quick. But the right. fact that this is something that feeds exactly what you believe in and is serving your clients and serving your family yeah. by bringing home more income is fantastic. Right. And it's so easy to talk about like with people when you really like are fired up about it and you believe in it. Um, like with patients in here, like, I mean, I'm just talking about literally what I think they should do exactly. There's nothing I'm adding on for, you know, sales or anything like that. It's literally what's going to be best for you long-term. It's great to just be able to give them that. Yeah. I remember I was talking to a friend and Bobby maybe, and he was like, I wish more people, more of these rehab doctors would actually practice what they preach. Like, oh yeah, you should go exercise. You should do this. You should do that. It's like, where should I do it? I don't know, (laughs) but you should do it. Yeah. Here you are like, well, go down the street. We have trainers that'll do it with you, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's one um, place here that treats a lot of like young athletes and stuff or not treats, but they're a gym and they have a lot of young athletes and they're, they're great. I mean, they, they do such a good job, but when I would tell people to go over, it was just like, they just wouldn't do it. So it was frustrating for me just because I was just like, yeah, you should go check it out. But I don't know why they wouldn't go over, but yeah, I, you try to get them to go and exercise. It's, I think it's just a little different. It's a little easier when they know you. Um, yeah. Kind of, you know, especially in that older crowd, like you're saying, the fit over 40. I mean, a lot of them are scared of getting hurt again. Uh, right. They don't want to be pushed too hard. They don't want to be jumping onto a box. Like just the idea of jumping yeah. and landing kind of scares them, you know? And, right. uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure yeah. you guys have your methods of, of cueing them and working with them to allow them not to be scared during their workouts and make, make some progress. Right. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kirk, um, I know you're active in the Facebook group, the FTCA Cairo gym group. Um, if anybody has any questions or wants to reach out to you, uh, do you mind if they do that? No, that'd be great to just reach out to me on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Just hit you on messenger or something. Yep. That's perfect. Okay. Well, fantastic. And if people want to check out pictures of what you're doing and what your space looks like, uh, can you give us throw out the names of the the businesses so we can find them and, and drool over the pictures? (laughs) So premier chiropractic and yeah, in Minot, um, is our clinic name and that has a website and then premier movement nd.com is our website for the, for the gym side. And then we have an Instagram and we have a Facebook for that too. Very cool. So Premier Movement ND is the gym. Yeah. Yep. ND is in North Dakota. Yep, exactly. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, you can find it easy on Facebook too. Yeah. I love it. Well, Kirk, I really appreciate you spending the time with us today. Uh, I think a lot of folks are going to listen to this. And I mean, you just laid out the roadmap to exactly how to do this and do it well. So, congratulations on all your success, man. And thanks for uh, sharing these nuggets with us. Yeah. Well, I got to say thanks a lot for planning this idea in my head because I mean, I've always, like you said, I've always believed in fitness. I've always loved it, but it was really your podcast that changed my outlook on if I could do it. And it, it, it fired me up to take the next step. So a big thanks to you. I appreciate it a lot, Josh. Well, thank you, man. It's uh, it's my pleasure. So on behalf of Kirk Mason uh, and everyone, the whole team up there at Premier Chiropractic and Premier Movement, uh, this is, is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, Do it like Kirk, man. Maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot, Kirk. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information, just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. That's clinicgymhybrid.com and check us out there.